Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is absolutely kill it on the Hawaii Instagram modeling scene. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today, the stunningly beautiful Miss L. Dang. How you doing, L? Hi, Bryson. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm happy to have nice you in the studio. Intro. You like it? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm honestly just very impressed. That's why with like your Instagram presence, and we're gonna talk about like you know in depth and stuff with all of that. But one yeah. thing that really stands out for me with because we've had like a lot of like models and stuff come through, right? But I think you're not represented by any agency or anything, right? No. Yeah. So I'm you not. do everything yeah. freelance. Yeah. Which is much. super super impressive because. For people that aren't from Hawaii or don't really know the modeling scene, most mm-hmm. of the time people are like represented by a pr- premiere or like these other modeling agencies yeah, yeah. and they help get gigs. But it seems like you're doing really well without having to like, you know, go that route. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I haven't been taking it like really seriously, but if my Instagram displays it as like I'm taking it serious, then that's awesome, too. Oh, but, okay. yeah, because um, of COVID, I started focusing more on my social media. Right. Right. And I had all this free time. So I was like, oh, why not? And then it just kind of blew up from there. Yeah. Because you're like numbers are really good. Like most of the time people don't understand. Like you look at like subscriber counts or follower counts and they're like, oh, that means that they're really popular. But yes. what the most important thing is, is engagement. Of course. So yes. number of mm-hmm. likes, number of comments and stuff. And that's what I'm really impressed with your stuff because mm-hmm. your numbers are extremely high it's like 30 percent or something engagement for some pictures i'm like that's insane yeah yeah i know and most companies um should realize by now engagement and you looking at your insights is really really important how many likes how many shares how many mm-hmm. saves how many people actually even look at your posts that's mm-hmm. really important because you know you can buy followers yes. you can buy likes But saving and sending stuff is like real engagement. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the confusing thing, I think, for a lot of like Hawaii companies that they because, you know, Hawaii is just kind of like a little bit slower sometimes on like everything. right? So same thing with like social media influencer marketing. Uh, Most of the time you just look at the big number, right? Like follower count. So if they have like 100,000, then they're like, oh, this person's worth X amount of dollars. But maybe they're only getting like 200 likes, you know, mm-hmm. that, so that 100,000 is either all bought or it just doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. So that's good that you like take aware of that. And, you know, like everybody else seems like they're hiring you based off of engagement, which is really good. You know, that's Yay, what I like I'm to see. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that whole process work then? If you're like a freelance model, do they just reach out to you via like DMs and stuff? Um, most companies, yeah, will reach out to me via DMs or my email. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell them, of course, my rates. And if it's a product that I really want, mm-hmm. and then I'll just do like a collab with them or trade. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Cause you've been doing a lot, it seems like, right? What was one of your bigger ones? Did you do um the bike factory, I think? Bike factory, yeah. So that was a trade. So I got um a free skateboard from nice. that. Yeah, yeah and you then skate. like That's I right. know I do, I skate. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty active. Um and then like if the more I do stuff with them, uh-huh. the more like it's like a credit. I'll build oh, credit. And okay, then awesome. I'm hoping to build to like a one wheel or an e skateboard. Nice. E nice. Yeah, yeah. So you're really like outdoorsy then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love hiking. I love working out. Love staying active. You yeah. Know? And see, that's really interesting because this is why I love the podcast because most of the time we only see, you know, taking like your pictures and stuff and yeah. we don't really like get to see like the background. Sometimes in stories we see you skating or whatever. Yeah. But it's not really like you get to talk about it. So I guess in that regard, like when did you start getting into like outdoorsy things and being so active um probably well i've always skated since i was in high school Mm -hmm. and then surfing i took up again when i was um probably like four years ago you surf too yeah wow just longboard (laughs) nothing very impressive yeah that's impressive i can't do a longboard really (laughs) yeah i can't you can i know you can we literally just had um, a professional bodyboarder here and so we're talking about all of that yeah her name's ayaka she was super cool but um i was telling her like i i did bodyboarding yeah never ever even attempted to do surfing oh no yeah you just gotta pop up and that's it See, that's what people say, and they make it seem so easy, but it's like, I just can't do it. I don't know. Can you skate? Do you have a good balance? So when I was a kid, um, I used to, like, do a little bit of, like, the trick deck stuff, right? Like, the standard deck, but I haven't, like, really skated, skated in a while. And then in college... Um, I used to use like the longboards and stuff to get around UH. So yeah. that's, I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah. And so people say if you can skate or whatever, then you should be able to surf and you should be able to snowboard because it's all the same thing. But it is. Yeah. There are little different like niches that are different from each thing. But yeah. yeah. But surfing, you have to like watch out for your back, watch out for your front, mm. any people like in between you. That's true. Yeah, Where yeah. skating is like just more in front of you because, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess snowboarding is like, you did snowboarding too, right? I snowboard too. Oh yeah. My gosh, you're super outdoorsy. <laughs> I snowboarded. Um, last was. 
a year and a half ago in Japan, right before COVID hit. You you snowboarded in Japan. In Nagano. That's awesome. Yeah. In Nagano? Oh, Nagano. okay. How was that? It was so fun. Beautiful. Is there oh a really gosh. big snowboarding scene over there? In Nagano? Kind of, yeah. The, there's a lot of Australian people, surprisingly. In Japan? In Japan, yeah. Somewhere they're kind of like taking over the mountains and ah. like capitalizing off of the... Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. I wouldn't yeah. expect that. In Hokkaido, there's still like a big Japanese like presence, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. But in like Nagano, surprising, lots of Australians. Uh, yeah. are, are you from Japan? No, I'm not Japanese. Oh, I'm okay. Vietnamese, Chinese. Well, I took my 23andMe and it said I'm like a little bit Northern European, but okay. it didn't tell me which Northern European. So I was like, oh, okay. so just just guess okay well because yeah. the way you said nagano i was like oh that sounded very like you know what you're talking about in terms <laughs> nagano, of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so you've been born you, you were like born in hawaii and stuff then actually i was born in malaysia no yeah. way i okay. moved here when i was one years old my oh. parents were refugees from vietnam no yeah. way so they're fishing people their story is amazing let, okay, well, yeah. I want to hear about that. So, okay, yeah. so Vietnam is where your family is from then, yes, right? Yes, so ethnically, I am Vietnamese. Okay, yeah, and so then they, because of, you know, they had to, you know, evacuate, they had to go to Malaysia then. Yeah, so the war and then communism there at the time, um, they thought they had a better future escaping mm. the country, like a lot of people did at the time in, like, the early 90s. Right. Early, late 80s. Right. And um, my parents, my mom was like 18. My dad was 19 when they went on the fishing boat. And then you had a 50% chance of dying at sea. So Whoa, that's high. I know. So they would rather have taken that chance. How long was that trip to get like overseas? Oh my God. I think to land in Malaysia, maybe like almost two weeks on a small fishing boat with other people. In the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, And then actually that's how my grandfather, my mom's dad and her little brother passed away. They died at sea. Oh my God. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. I know. But uh, you know, just for them to like think of a better future for us. Right. Yeah. And, and that, then that's they such met an there. Story. I know. <laughs> and so, how long my were they living in Malaysia for? My parents are so Malaysia much for? more cooler than me and better. No, no, like, no, like, no, no. They I, just they went through it. You no. would think like, oh, would us at eighteen years old have that type of courage to like get on that no. boat and think of no. a better future for Not like, myself? Yeah, right? that, that's a really scary thing to think mm. about. Yeah, so. I mean, different times for sure, but I mean, it, it worked out because you know you're here and you're thriving, which is amazing. Yeah, so I'm super grateful for everything that yeah. I've ever done. And it's just you, or do you have siblings and stuff too? I have a little brother. Okay. He's 18 years old. So he was born here then? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you were the here since you were one. You were here since you were one, right? Yeah, one years old. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. basically raised here too then. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> okay. consider myself, like the if the, the, the term is correct, an islander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, okay, so if both of your parents are Vietnamese then, do you speak? I, I'm fluent. Fluent. Yeah. Is I that like read. your primary language then you would say? I grew up. That was my first language. First language. So I had to go to ESLL when I was really? in elementary school to learn English. Wow. Yeah. Cause, so your parents don't speak at all then? They do. They oh, do. They yeah, learned slowly over time too. they learned. Yes. Oh, I know. Okay. Which is also very impressive to learn a completely new language at like 20 something years old when they got here. It's it's way harder when you're older. Yeah. That's why. So when you're younger, that's why I figured you can pick it up kind of easier. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear, you know, even though you were living and going to school at like, you know, a Hawaii school where it's English speaking. Yeah. Uh, you still had to do the ESL classes to try mm-hmm. to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome because you can't tell at all. that th- Like there's no accent or anything. Oh, for me, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd hope not. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so that's years really old. good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Well, that was really heavy. I, I don't want to get into like the deep stuff <laughs> the with family. that. That's awesome though. I, yeah. Yeah. That's see, And this is why I love having these conversations though because again based off of pictures you can't tell like these stories and stuff you know absolutely yeah, yeah. but it is my family is a huge part of me and like vietnam is a huge part of like who i am too because most of my family yeah i've been back probably over seven times oh wow okay yeah so you're very since covid hit not i haven't been back since four years but like mm. definitely would love to go back soon because that's all like your family and stuff live there yeah so. okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how okay so i've never been to vietnam and i'm gonna be honest that i'm not really sure about like cultural and stuff over there is yeah. it like a poorer country or like how is like the yeah, scene there i think like the discrepancy between rich and poor is almost like every asian country right. it's a huge wealth discrepancy like the rich are extremely rich and the poor are like extremely barely poor, poor. Yeah. like they build their own houses type oh of poor. wow yeah okay. and um but my family thankfully they live in saigon oh the, that's capital right the capital okay. Yeah, okay. ho chi minh city right yeah and um their house is pretty pretty nice, and most of my family is still there. My uncle is like, look, a lawyer. My auntie owns a couple shops there. Oh, nice, there. good. 
yeah. So you've seen the poverty though and but stuff. But yeah, though. some of my family they used to live in a the countryside, and yeah, yeah I've I've definitely seen the poverty firsthand. Uh. You know, children begging on the streets definitely gives you um, insight on how like we are so privileged here living in America. Right, mm-hmm. right, and that's why mm-hmm. I always like try to advocate for people. Like traveling obviously is very expensive, but if you're able to travel, I, I think it's like beneficial to travel outside of your country. For you sure, know. it opens up your eyes to like mm-hmm. how differently people live, and mm-hmm. Americans are so privileged. Yeah, exactly. We don't have a lot to complain about, and yet we do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the thing, though, is because when we don't have like real, I mean, there's problems here, right? And I don't want to belittle that, but when there's like real, real problems, like yeah. you know, like you have, you're trying to figure out like what to eat that day and how to get your food, or like how can you make a dollar oh last a week? Yeah. That kind of like problem, you know. Mm-hmm. We do have some of that, you know, with like our homeless situations and stuff, but. For the most part, I think the vast majority are like, you know, um, the middle income families, you know, so they're, they're doing pretty well. They have a house over their head. They don't need to worry about food and stuff for the most yeah. part. So when we're like in this safe environment and we're not dealing with like active war and stuff, we're just really like trying to find things to fight about, which is why politics gets so heated. Yes. And like, you know, cancel culture is like so all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Being- finding somebody to get mad about because like there's nothing really for you to get mad about exactly exactly so that's uh it's like a blessing and a curse right because we wouldn't want to trade you know situations at all definitely yeah Mm -hmm, yeah but mm -hmm. at the same time it's like really limiting like our view of like what is a real problem and what Uh should we really be focusing on Uh yeah i totally agree Okay, that's awesome. Well, again, kind of heavy, you know. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go like this, uh, you know, deep into this oh, stuff, which is sorry. good. To- no, I'm happy. This is good because I love hearing, you know, people's backgrounds and stories because it's always so unique and yours is like a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to get into other things, though. I know on your like Instagram bio and stuff, yeah. you said that you went to UH. Yes, I did. You graduated then. Yes. Okay. Communications. Communications. Yes. When did you go to school there? Um, I'm not going to tell you the year because that's going <laughs> to reveal my age. Somewhere in the last 20 years, though. Oh, I went sure. To- <laughs> yeah, let's go with that for sure. That yeah. would never pray on that. Yeah. But yeah, it's because I went to UH as well. Um, I don't mind talking about it. I gradu- graduated high school in 2009. Okay. And then I was at a UH from 2009 to 2015 or so. Oh, what so- did you graduate in? So my undergrad was in psychology. Oh, um, right and then on. I ended up going back to school at UH for my graduate degree. And I got that in counseling. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, and so, so you're you're really like no, like you can like dissect people's minds. <laughs> oh well, I guess that yeah. Like, I thought you were gonna say smart. I was like, no, no I'm not smart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, yeah. So that's what I really like doing, and you know, and um, it was weird because I did the counseling thing for like a couple years after I graduated. Yeah, and then I ended up getting into the YouTube scene, right? And that's not what I do full time now, uh, along with running High Connect. But YouTube was like my job for like the last couple years. That's so awesome. Yeah, and it's that completely you're able different. to monetize mm-hmm. off of that, like. Not a lot of people know how to do that, especially in Hawaii. And that's why we started High Connect, right? Is because we wanted to try to show people like this is the path. And you don't need to be like super, super like crazy famous in order to make good money. You know, Mm -hmm. like people look at Bretman Rock and they're like, there's no way I can get to that numbers. And it's probably true. You know, he's like the point zero 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 one percent of the world. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. He's super cool. So, you know, I give so much credit to that. And it's great to show Hawaii in that light. But even like at a smaller level, like I have, I think, we're like 270,000 something subscribers or something. And average views is like anywhere from 15 to 30,000. So it's not super awesome. high. Yeah, but it's enough where you can make like a six figure job out of it, which oh people God. don't. Yeah, people don't know that. So you assume like, no, you need to be super famous on this and you need to be doing like huge numbers. But you realistically, you can do it or and you can make a good living with it. You yeah, because you extrapolate that like even half of those numbers would be like $50,000 a year, which is a little bit better than an entry level job in Hawaii. Right. My friends are on YouTube, Felix and Amanda, and oh, they're doing okay. all the food tours in Hawaii. Those are your friends? Yeah. yeah we and actually then I know got them a couple deals. High Connect. Yeah, we got them a couple deals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amanda is actually one of my best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know she's going to be like one of my bridesmaids. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's close. how close we are. Yeah. Oh, and okay. just to see them start off from like just small Instagram stuff and then really focusing on editing on their Mm -hmm. YouTube videos and just expanding from there and then like growing her own Instagram from like, I think 800 followers to Uh like over 3000 just from people who want to like connect Mm -hmm. with her and talk to her and Felix is amazing. Right. Yeah. And they're getting like a steady income from it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so that's the beautiful thing because there's multiple ways that you can get paid from the YouTube scene. And so that's why like for people like um, in Hawaii, they always think like, okay, I want to be famous on Instagram or I want to be famous on TikTok. 
TikTok actually has a decent amount of like sponsors there, yeah. but Instagram is one of the lowest places to get paid. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's like a, a lot of people get taken advantage of on the Instagram scene too. So yeah. that's why, you know, we tried to bridge the gap, especially with local companies and show the value of like, this is what engagement means. And this is the dollar amount that you should get. Yeah. Yeah. But YouTube is by far like, you can do like just a couple thousand views and you'll get paid like a couple thousand dollars for oh it. It's gosh. crazy. Yeah. So you got to start up the YouTube. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I always push everybody yeah, to start Felix and YouTube. Amanda, let me go on one of your food tours. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Give me the shot. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that's perfect though. You've seen it firsthand, you know, and yes, even like yes. at a smaller level, cause I don't think they're super big, right? Uh, I don't know what their following or viewing count is, but I know like they make oh, like an Per living, hour, yeah, yeah a, a good yeah. enough living. Exactly, see? Especially for, like, Hawaii. Right, yeah, and that's what's amazing. Me, like, our minimum wage is $10 compared to, like, how the, is that what it the is cost right of living here is ridiculous. It is. Yeah. 10-10, yeah. Oh, it's 10-10 still? So? I thought they raised it. No, it's 10-10. Oh, my yeah. God, this is horrible. Yeah. There's no, it, you can't, you can't do it. Like, I think the average house in Hawaii is, like, they're saying it's 800000 or something now? I think the median income, yeah, $1 million House for a family household. This, yeah. is, this is Hawaii, guys. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely a, a discrepancy there. And that's why people feel like they need to fly out of Hawaii and move somewhere else because it's like, I can't get ahead over here. Mm -hmm. um, or people are like, they can't go to college, right? Because they just don't have the money for yeah. it. And so that's why I like these alternate careers like, you know, social media influencer, because as long as you have a phone, which I feel like everybody has a phone nowadays, yeah, right? Yeah. you can create content, yes. you know? And so that's what we wanted to try to help people like see like, okay, this is how to do it. This is the people that we have, you know, in our like connections that you can connect you with if you need to and just try to help them grow that way. Yeah. Social media is such a like amazing, like a great animal to like reach your product out to so many mm -hmm. people around the world. Right. Like I have like, celebrities like DMing me and like people I never thought would even know I existed like DJs actors UFC fighters I'm like how did you find me this is Dang, amazing that yeah. is crazy yeah and so I think one of the biggest things that you did you know probably from it, it probably fruit uh from fruition from a DM was you actually got to go to Costa Rica on a yeah, trip for Costa social media Rica, yes for social media with content creating how did yeah. that go so um a former NFL cheerleader reached uh -huh. out to me. Her name is Taylor Chan, and okay. she's the sweetest girl ever. And there was this villa in Costa Rica who had a spare week, and they're like, they realized, like, instead of leaving that spare week empty, uh -huh. why don't we have influencers come, take mm. pictures for us, create content for us, and then th that's like free advertising pretty much because we're this, smart, this yeah. villa is not being used at all for this whole week. Mm -hmm. So she reached out to people who she thought would fit and the villa obviously had final choosing and who to go. And then I think we had around like nine girls that were supposed to go, but only five showed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which, is, which I heard is because like um, the the time you could prepare is really short. They only give you like a one week notice. Oh, and wow, most people yeah. can't take off or True. they have other obligations. And um, but yeah, everything was paid for. That's awesome. And then the excursions, food and lodging, everything was planned and paid for. And it was my first time in Costa Rica, first time in Central America, first time in South America. And it was like so cool. And uh, you got to be with like other social media influencers too. That's why. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I learned like a lot from them. I learned they put way more effort into the stuff that they do <laughs> than, than I did. And I was like, right. wow, I have to definitely up my game. But I mean, what's crazy is like, even if you didn't like know all these things or try to like take it seriously, you know, yeah. as you mentioned at the beginning, you still had this opportunity, which is insane. Yeah. 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 It was, not, it was so cool. Yeah. I, not so many people get that kind of like, you know, like, hey, you want to fly out for a free trip and you know, it's actually legit. I'm sure they get like fake offers and then it yeah, yeah. becomes sketchy, which you have to watch out of for. Of course. But. Yeah. I was like, okay, is this a scam? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's a lot of scams <laughs> on social media and you definitely, you know, most people are smart enough to differentiate between a scam and something You'd real. You'd be surprised, Al. Uh, <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's some pretty not so bright influencers out there. Okay, yeah, you know, I take that back. I've had some <laughs> friends that have uh, their Instagram stolen because of Bitcoin and crypto. Yep. And I'm yep. like, really? Don't fall for that. Come on now. Don't click that link. Hey, you're college educated. It's different <laughs> for some people, you know. So I, that's why I try to give the benefit of the doubt. But that's really just an awesome experience that you did get to do that. I've never actually got flown out anywhere. So, you know, you're in that regard. Yeah, and then yeah. I have other trips coming up too. I'm going to go to Tulum in January oh, wow. and stay at this Airbnb. Um, I get to invite three other people. And this is for social media too. Social media, no content creating. Way, yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, and then um, everything is paid for. The flight is paid for, and I get to stay at like this kind of like glass spiral 
360 glass um, Airbnb thing in the middle of the jungle in Tulum. And I'm Do like, you mean oh like every, like all the walls are made out of yeah, glass? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I know. So when it's you're like changing, a pod. <laughs> does everybody see from the kind outside? Kind of. I hope there's like some like like closet I can change yeah, in. Go, yeah. yeah. Looking at the other pod of my friends. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, hey guys. Like, just, we're just hanging out in the yeah. jungle. You know? yeah. So that'd be really cool. That and is. then Fiji, when it opens up, I have a hotel there hitting me up too. Wow. Yes. See, and this is just awesome because you're not, it's not something that you're like prioritizing. It's not something you're doing full time yeah. and you're mm-hmm. still doing really, really well at it. Right. And I, I think mean, that's important. Getting free trips out of like just social media and posting pictures and, you know, that's something like I, I never dreamed of I could do. Right. Yeah. So when did you start taking off on like the social media scene or like when did you start noticing like, hey, this is actually becoming like, you know, something where maybe I can get things out of it and, you know, experiences like when Uh, did it when was that tipping point like what year during covid so when covid recently then only recently yeah so that's when i i mean before that i was just posting pictures of me and my friends and pictures of food Mm -hmm. and you know how kim kardashian said like food is not sexy like don't pick (laughs) post stuff about food I guess but food true. is sexy you know <laughs> Amanda and Felix they know what sexy is so <laughs> they're making money off of food so that is sexy that's true yeah um, but COVID hit and then I got furloughed from work uh-huh. and then so I was collecting unemployment mm-hmm. not mad about it because mm-hmm. I was like cool money, I gotta yeah, chill for I a little bit I to chill for a bit and I you know got to the whole world stopped right and mm-hmm. I was like what matters to me in life Mm. um what do i want to focus on i'm like okay well all these like i have all this free time some bikini brands and photographers are reaching out to me why not like try something new Mm -hmm. so that kind of took off a bit more photographers more bikini brands started reaching out to me and i was like um i was like oh wow i could like try to make money off of this Mm -hmm. too and then products who want to pay me like whatever Mm -hmm. my rates Mm -hmm. are for Mm -hmm. my story and then also taking care of like my work-life balance. So I always right. had like office jobs before this. Oh, and of course, really? like utilizing yeah. that degree. And um, I realized during COVID, my work-life balance mattered more. I didn't like office jobs. I didn't like sitting on my butt the whole day. That actually like felt soul sucking to me. I, I definitely feel you on that. Because yeah. when I was in the counseling thing for a little bit, I did have like a cubicle, like a literal, literal cubicle, like yeah. a fake wall. And I was sitting there and I'm just like, this sucks. And it was for the state too. So even more right. so, state jobs are so slow. So yeah. I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to die here? And right. So, and with COVID, I hoped, you know, a lot of people realize like what they wanted to do in life. Like, was it mm-hmm. what where they were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it gave them a chance to reset. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. So now I work at my friend's bar called uh-huh. The Row Kakako. Shout, Shout out to The, the Row. <laughs> One of the best bars ever. You know, like all the newscasters and of course Andrew, the owner yeah, of the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go all the time. Yeah, it and looks like a nice scene. It's like a like yeah. not really like trashy scene. That's why it's like a not luxury, but it just feels like, you know, totally yeah, clean um, and good. Our you know? clientele is so diverse. We have people who used to go to Nocturna, which is uh, the, uh, the owner. Yeah, yeah, Gavin's old bar. So you have the young crowd but you also have the Pauhana crowd from coming from downtown here oh. and everywhere in waterfront plaza and the people who used to frequent tomorrow's so you can still smoke cigars oh, there I see. and yeah it's just like amazing little community i love it i That's love awesome. my job yeah. yeah yeah okay cool and i mean on yeah. the side of that you know you're also doing the social media thing which again yeah. it's not a priority but it's still doing well yeah which also gives me time to like i work less but make more money and uh-huh. I get to focus on my social media now too with the right. time. Then and that's like a supplemental income too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Supplemental, that's the right yeah. word. Okay, so I'm gonna ask this question and don't don't knock me for okay. this, but because we're talking about, you know, people hitting you up and the uh, fame <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, do you have like weird DMs from like weird people? I always try to like figure this out from girls. Constantly. See? Isn't that weird? It, it's just it's, creepy guys, right? I, yeah. I have like this one dude that will tell me message me for the past year just high every week oh that's weird and i just i don't reply and i'm like i don't know if you're asking me a question i don't know what do you want yeah that's just like that's not even the creepiest thing obviously Has, like i'm guessing uh here's 20 dollars. send me a picture of your feet kind of thing yeah like, I, think, kind of- I think every girl kind of gets that and i think really? a lot of it are scams of course. I've never sent pictures of, of course, my feet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of course. Twenty dollars, but um, it's surprising how often it happens, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. And the weirdest ones, I guess, would be like the guys. Like, there's like guys that are like professional creepers where they have like a fake profile and then there's weird guys that use their real profile. Yeah. So you like see their wife and kids on. The, you've oh had that too, God. then, right? Yes, I've had like 
Weird. Come on, married men. Weird, right? Yes, and I've had like old classmates who are married to my other classmate and it's like DMing me and I'm like, this is um, not okay. Yeah. yeah. So you just completely this ignore it tea. then. Yeah. Right. I told all my high school friends, I was like, look who was like <laughs> DMing me the most inappropriate things. Yes. Yeah. Because people think that there's no repercussions, I think too. That's why. Yeah. You know? And so totally. occasionally I think it's, it's good to have that reality check. Like I'm not saying, you know, go ruin marriages and shiz, but <laughs> I think it's important. Like, if if nobody st- says something or like posts like this is something that's going on with like a lot of people like this guy keeps hitting up multiple people yeah. and DMs and stuff like mm-hmm. how is things going to change and so that's why it's like a weird stigma and like I'm glad you know people don't bring it up super often because there probably would be a lot of like failed marriages and stuff because it, it happens so frequently I think so yeah I'm like I just can't believe like people would be doing this type of stuff mm-hmm. and right. I like I would of course I have a boyfriend and you know we yeah. trust each other and he's like the most amazing person ever and I'm so lucky to be going out with him and like I know he doesn't do any of that stuff yeah that's beautiful you know? yeah yeah because yeah. the other thing too like nowadays you know like when people think of like social media and stuff you know you think of TikTok Instagram YouTube but mm-hmm. I feel like at a point for whatever reason only fans actually became like a sort of social media yeah. And I'm guessing you have like a lot of people asking like, oh, when are you going to jump on the OnlyFans grind and stuff oh too, right? Oh my gosh, all the time. Right? Yeah, all have, the you ever, time. have you ever considered it? Like real question. Because <laughs> this is like a really polarizing subject because some people are like, no, that's so trashy and stuff. And then some people say, no, like this new sex work thing is actually like empowering women and stuff. And I'm just over here in like the corner. Like, I don't know. I don't use this, but. Yeah. I mean, what is becoming okay and not taboo anymore? Mm. Yeah. Um. It's like personalized porn, right? right? right. Like you're able to talk to the girl. She'll send you like private photos that she doesn't send anyone else. Uh But for me, no, I've never. So personally, you don't want to use it, but you're uh, accepting of the app. Oh, absolutely. Okay, there we go. That's what it is. Of course. I have friends on OnlyFans and I've like, so like. D- donated to their cause. Oh, really? Yeah, I nice. bought their $10 OnlyFans. Why not? So you've seen your friends naked and stuff and you're like, Oh, oh yeah, that's fine. I don't <laughs> care. Fine. I mean, nudity shouldn't be, for, for me personally, nudity shouldn't be something that is like so taboo anymore as well. Mm, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, on Instagram, of course, you know, they have their guidelines and what is okay and what is not. And Do you get flagged you, a lot? I respect that. No, not at all. Oh, good. I've never been flagged ever. Awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know the, like, you know, the bikini models and stuff, sometimes people get like, for whatever reason, Instagram flags it. I just don't know how that works, but yeah. I've seen a lot. And I'm I'm surprised that at the girls whose Instagrams have gotten completely taken down compared to women who out there who like I can clearly see their nipple yeah. behind that sheer. Kim, you know, I think Kim K does that, right? Kim, yeah, yeah, Kim. A I can, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she's done like an actual book where it was like partial nudity or something or full nudity. I can't remember, but she also posted put some of those pictures up on her IG and it was not flagged. So it really is just like a discrep- uh, discrepancy thing, you know. So yeah. I don't know what that is, but okay. So that's really interesting because you know the OnlyFans thing, right? So yeah. you're accepting of it, yeah. And I think for sure. Ah, see, I'm everyone like, everyone needs like to make money, hustle and grind. And I the understand. sex industry is one of the oldest. That's what I was gonna say. It's like one of the first jobs like ever. Like not for even just in America. I think in just money. general, you know. I yeah. think in like all of history, that was just one of the original like things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I guess it's good and bad. I feel like it depends, you know, who you're asking, like. As a parent now, you know, I have a, a boy. Um, right. So would I want him at like 13 years old buying OnlyFans stuff? Like, obviously not. <laughs> no. But I guess right. in the same vein, you wouldn't want him watching like a huge amount of porn either, you know? So right. It, I guess there's like this um, balancing act with it and stuff. But I can kind of see, you know, the empowering part, I guess. Because if not, if they weren't going down that route where it's like a lot safer, you can do it in your home. Yeah. Then you'd be going into like the actual porn realm where you'd be like, you know, working with who knows who, you know, on weird sets and like all of these like scams can happen so i think the prevalence of like how much there is out there right now and how easily accessible it is for kids like also like someone like my brother gen zers yeah yeah Yeah, it's it could um skew their view of like what love is and what intimacy is for sure yeah yeah and especially with the only fans because they make you feel like you know like oh you're the only one that's watching my stuff or whatever right yeah. and so that can definitely mess with people psychologically you mm-hmm. know so I but that's with anything too I mean you could get the same kind of like psychological damage from just having a bad relationship in high school so yeah, it, yeah. like I said it is a balancing I'm not sure where I stand with it I have never used the thing so maybe I should you know ex- try to see what it's about but yeah I'm just not that interested in it. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but. with Twitch too, right? Like it's slowly becoming like, hey, this is the not the platform for you to be doing like sexual innuendo type of stuff. No, like that girl who put on a horse 
mask and like just literally live streams herself holding a microphone and just like putting her horse mask in the microphone and making That's obscene a thing. sounds. That's a thing. It was a whole like debacle when was on, this? on Twitch. When was this? Maybe like two months ago. Well, that's kind of recent then. Yeah, like all the Twitch streamers are like, okay, this is fine that that's your thing and people want to watch this. Was there a lot of viewers? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and people were like, you know, giving her all this money to do all this weird stuff and they're like, that's fine, but Twitch is not the platform for mm. you to be doing this on. There's a constant battle, I feel like, on Twitch, though, with, like, this, like, borderline sex work stuff. Because, you know, with um, Amaranth, you know, that's the biggest one. That, yeah. That she does, like, ASMR, and she's, like, half naked all the time. Yeah. They had to create, like, an entirely new category with, like, this beach pool jacuzzi uh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 the jacuzzis. Yeah, so that was another <laughs> one where it was, like, is this borderline? So it's really weird because they know they make a lot of money off of those people because yeah. it's it's as close to OnlyFans as you can get for, like, some kids. You know, oh. so I think that's what it is, you know. And at any you, any age you could exactly, watch. Is there, yeah, a, is there a, um, like a button to press that I'm over 18? I think Because I've never joined. 12 or 13. Because well, when you figure like, tw- oh, for OnlyFans or for Twitch? Oh, for Twitch. For Twitch, I think it's 12 or 13. Because you figure like some of the gamers on there are kids. Yeah. So the viewership has to be like at a lower age. So I think potentially that's what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. like kids going through like puberty and their hormones are all over the place. They're like oh, I'm going to go watch this girl, you know, this is cool. I don't know what this is, but I'm feeling some kind yeah, of way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, you know, all of those things happen. Um, and again, I don't know, do I knock this person for trying to like exploit this or, you know, do I give her kudos for, you know, making a lot of money off of this? It's it's a weird thing. It's a weird time. Yeah, I think there definitely should be guidelines and regulations on what is allowed on a platform like Twitch, though, for sure. Yeah. When like the viewers are so young. Right. Yeah, and it's so impressionable. It is. And, I mean, you have firsthand experience with Twitch, too, that's why. Because I think you were saying for a couple months you were doing, like, a live DJ set. Yeah, thing. so this local DJ, he reached out to me, and um, he wanted to do a live streaming for, for DJs to come on, local DJs, other local DJs to come on and kind of, like, do a DJ battle. Or I would, I would be his co-host, and I would okay. interview the DJs and get to know a little bit about them. And they would just be live streaming their set like Mm. after my questions or in between Mm -hmm. and it was really cool i got to know like the older djs in the the bar scene who used to be here yeah yeah and um answering questions getting to meet other djs around the world so that was pretty cool and then you also like you know getting tipped right oh okay cool so how long was like a each session i guess i think it was you're doing it on saturdays or something saturdays yeah from i think (laughs) my memory is so bad now but it was from like Four, to, it was for three hours. From, oh, that's so not from too bad. four to seven. Okay. Yeah. Because when I was trying to like dabble in Twitch, I was playing video games and even playing video games for three hours straight, it was so time consuming and it felt so draining. Yeah. Because you have to be on constantly. Totally. You know, you couldn't take a break because even no. though you're co-hosting. And you're, you know that that camera is always on you. Exactly. So you're like kind of like, oh, do I look weird from this angle or did I say something we- like odd that I'm like, and you think about it because it's live too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you game and stuff too or no? No, my little brother does though. Oh, like okay. he, he, well, he's actually on TikTok and he's kind of, he was kind of had like 50,000 followers on oh, TikTok. Nice. And all he did was take YouTube videos. I know some people hate this, but he would make them into compilations and then <laughs> repost them onto TikTok. And That's people a smart would job. watch them. And That's I was smart. Like, yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm making kind of money off of this. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, that is. Gen Zers, no. Yeah. Gen Zers, like, they have such a entrepreneurship mindset mm-hmm. where they know that they can make money in so many different ways. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the clout chasing mindset too, you know, or like mm. the fame. I, well, for him specifically, I would think not. Just because when you think about it, if it was just compilations, his face isn't on there. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, how is he looking for fame when he's not on the like the face of it? You yeah, know, yeah. he has no recognition. True, so, true. yeah. But I definitely agree with you. Like, um, there there are so many people that are monetizing in the right ways and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just there's so much money on social media scene. There's so much, and it's yes. just constantly growing. I think you know, and it's not going away. Um, so that's why I think, you know, it's important to like try to help people find their way through it. Yeah. That's why I love high connects. Oh yeah. my gosh. You're like definitely bringing, um, Hawaii influencers to the forefront and kind of definitely marketing how we are able to expose companies now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because yeah, people are always on social media. It's That's not going to change. No. And in any time soon. Not at all. Yeah. And I mean, especially for like newer companies that are trying to get into it, like social media is like the best place because you can target exactly what audience you want. It's mm-hmm. not like radio where you're just blasting it out and you don't know who's listening, right? Yeah. You have a maybe idea of the age yeah, range, yeah. but you're not too sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the analytics of like Instagram are so deep. You know, you got 18 to 24 25 to 36 you know exactly what age you're targeting what gender where they're from even mm-hmm. so there's just so much metrics involved there and uh yeah we it's just amazing really... how instagram can offer that yeah. like when i go to my insights i can see oh my gosh in the past 30 days like half a million accounts mm-hmm. viewed my my profile right. and that's like wow i can't believe like who are, where are they from and that's that's amazing like you can show companies like hey people actually look at my stuff mm-hmm. even though you have x amount of followers you are still being viewed. Yeah. Yeah. And so for you, that's really good because some people don't use the analytics and I'm just like <laughs> looking at them like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're, I tell Come them about now. it. I'm like, oh, there's yeah. insights and stuff. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that, the fact that you're able to like utilize that, it's, it's really important. And so yes. my thing was, you know, I want to help creators like on the come up, like see the potential of social media and help them like create you know uh, a actual business out of it so that mm-hmm. was one and then the second thing that we wanted to do was help the businesses here realize like the worth of it right yeah. and hopefully change the culture of advertising in general just because mm-hmm. so many companies still use tv and radio and you know we're in a radio studio and i, I love aloha pods and summit media for what they do yeah um and they definitely like their demographic works for an older generation you uh-huh. know advertising mm-hmm. on radio but I don't think people like, you know, in the 12 to 24 year old range are listening to radio very often. You know? Yeah, unfortunately not. Yeah, because like, they think, have Spotify, they got yeah. Apple Pod, they have, we have Apple Joe Music. Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah exactly. That's my, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, I love Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan and um, Russell Brand. Those are my two go to podcasts or like Perfect. YouTube uh, people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan like literally all the time. I think the whole world does. And that's why I think the media is scared of, you know, Joe Rogan because he's not like hindered by anyone and he's not biased and he has all this power you're and a really interesting demographic usually <laughs> it's like male that listens to him so really? you're, yeah you're one of the few females that i know that listens to rogan i love yeah. joe rogan because he's real though right of course yeah, yeah. he's he he he's not uh, he can't be bought too right right, right. well he did have a hundred dollar million a hundred million dollar deal with spotify but true that they still let him do whatever he wants yeah you know so if it was like him and then all of a sudden he turned it off then it'd be like okay you sold out but he's he's basically doing the same shit he was doing but now he yeah. has Million yeah, he just has a bigger platform to do it on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. That, well, that's really interesting to hear. So we can definitely get along a lot more since we have like all of these same <laughs> yeah. interests and stuff, you know? Um, so going back to like the Twitch thing, have you ever thought about like doing live streaming or any kind of other social medias too then? Or is Instagram like your main focus? Do you have a TikTok even? I do have a TikTok. I haven't posted anything on it, but somehow I have like 30 followers, which is really funny. Oh, those are yeah. the creepy guys. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, like they just typed in <laughs> L Dang. I know I should get on TikTok and get on Twitch. My friends are like, oh, you should open Pokemon cards up on Twitch. Oh, yeah. And I was we- like, yeah, that's like a huge thing right now, huh? We had, a, we had a Twitch streamer here from Hawaii, oh. Brian Island Grown. He was our third episode, I believe. And he has like... 3,000 people watching him open Pokemon cards all the time. Oh, and he really? Lives, yeah, he lives in Honolulu. What is his handle? Island Grown. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, it's Island weird Grown. because, you see, you haven't heard of him, but he's yeah. super, super big in that community, and he's a big national name, oh. which is crazy. And that's what I love about, like, High Connect, too, is we find, like, these creators that are doing it big, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we just don't see them in our own, like, feeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And yeah. that's what's crazy because, yeah, his numbers are ridiculous. Like, his numbers are way better than mine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. On Twitch. On Twitch, he's doing amazing. And even comparably to, like, he has a YouTube channel, which doesn't do, like, as much because yeah. he's just basically reposting Twitch content onto his YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, mm. But even still, like, just from, like, I can tell through the numbers and stuff based off of the metrics, he's getting a lot more money and sponsorships than I am, which is awesome. Oh, you know? right on. Yeah, oh and he's gosh. a lot less behind Island the grown. scenes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to follow you. And Bri- then open Brian. Brian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can yeah, open. we'll collab. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to steal your followers, though, Brian. So we'll we'll collab. <laughs> well, that's another thing, though. Is like I think you have like what people don't see behind the scenes is you have a very big personality. You're very well spoken. You know, this is the first time we're speaking to each yeah. other and stuff, but you have a lot to talk about, and I think that's important. Where maybe somebody will come across your Instagram and they're like, "Oh, this girl's just a pretty face. She's a model." But yeah, you're a lot more diverse than that. I get that all the time. Like when I like post stuff, of course, like my story, you don't see it as a permanent post, Mm -hmm. but I'm always posting like world news and things that are happening like 
in Hawaii and with COVID and anything happening in, in Afghanistan too. Mm-hmm. I'm always posting all that type of stuff. And um, when I'm working at the row too, I'm engaging with people who are older demographic and we're talking, they're like, wow, you're much more smarter and you're really, really intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I could take that as like a diss, but I, I know you're complimenting me, you right, know, because right. most people aren't really well educated in world news and they can't talk about it. Like, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just hard because, again, when you're in a picture, you know, it's like, OK, she's beautiful. So she must not be smart. That's just a stigma that some people have, you yeah, know, because this is all sure. she is. It's just a model. Right. Yeah. She's just supposed to be looking pretty and stuff. But that's a very bad stigma to have just because, you know, you're a living example of there's a lot more to you than just. A, a pretty face essentially you know yeah. you have a, a degree from UH you're an alum mm-hmm. uh, you were working you know at an actual job you utilizing your degree um, you're able to monetize in a lot of different ways yeah. your family history is like insane and you just you're well traveled and all of these other things you know yeah. so it it's all comes together and that's mm-hmm. why I like this is why I always push people to do like video content because uh. I I think video content has a lot more like value just because you're able to speak as well whereas you know Instagram is mainly used for photo so you don't get like who this person is behind that photo totally yeah yeah but when you're able to speak like as soon as we hear you talking for like even five minutes people can get the sense like oh dang this girl's on her stuff you know like she actually knows things you know like i mean i'm yeah. interested now talk to me more <laughs> you know? yeah so. i think i was always like hesitant to get into like a podcasting or a twitch mm. like being on live stream because it's like like it's uh, unknown to me so were you really yeah. nervous when you did that Twitch stuff then for the first time? In the time? beginning, yeah, for sure. Because I never, I had never done it before. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, how long do you think it took you before you're like, oh, this is actually not too bad? Uh, maybe three weeks. And I was like totally comfortable with it. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just really got to think of it like the same thing as when you're at like working at the bar or something. You know, you're just creating conversations with people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just creating relationships. And yeah. That's what people I think are looking for like on Instagram or podcast. I mean, on YouTube or podcast yeah. or Twitch. It's like relationships. You know, when somebody's talking to you. And maybe you don't get that kind of attention from somebody else, like in the real world. Yeah, yeah. But somebody on YouTube is trying to like talk to you like you're a person. That means a lot, you know. And you know, a, a generation where a lot of people are staying indoors and like playing video games mm-hmm. and like hiding behind computers. Yeah, that speaks a lot, you know. So I, I think that's where that value comes in. Yeah, with TikTok, it's like and YouTube, it's like people are actually you're seeing a different side of them, and they're moving and they're talking. Mm-hmm. And you see glimpses of like their opinion more mm-hmm. rather than just a picture. Mm-hmm. Well, you're definitely right about that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the picture it, it being more, it being more personable and getting to know that creator on a different level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not going to have that otherwise. Like on Instagram, you can talk to your stories and stuff, but I feel like because it's a place for pictures, people don't really care about those. So if you'd actually check the analytics <laughs> of you talking on a video, mm-hmm. I'm sure there shows a lot of skip, skip, skip or whatever. Cause they don't care about it as much, you know, as yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah, just the nature sure. of how it is. Whereas on YouTube, if I were to post a picture on the community tab, nobody yeah. would care because it's like, I didn't come here for a picture, <laughs> I came for a video. Yeah, I, exactly. I came for. So yeah. you really want to post where you're supposed to be. Um, so that's why it's, it's really hard to like give opinions and stuff on Instagram mm-hmm. unless you're super active in your stories. But even then, I don't know. It just feels yeah. like weird. It's not a natural thing. It doesn't, you, your, your personality doesn't come out through your posts too much unless people really read your captions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. even then, even then, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people, the captions are just like, OK, I'm going to find an inspirational quote on Google. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I have like, oh, something about the sun. Yeah, that's that sounds about OK. That's I'm not going to put too much thought into this. Yeah, yeah. that's just a standard thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's also interesting because nobody um, trains you on how to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. So you, it's just like learning from other people that have been there before. There are people who will definitely monetize off of teaching and then having webinars or like classes oh, I didn't know for that. it. Yeah. How to monetize, like helping other creators, mm-hmm. but you definitely have to pay them. Mm-hmm. But there's so many free, there's so much free information out there that you can get that can help you build your social media without having to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Which see. is what I did. Right. Yeah. You just lear- learning through just, you know, watching what's yeah, going on, what, sure. what works, what mm-hmm, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your numbers, like I said, are like incredible. Um, one of the coolest things that I've heard or like an uh, eye-opening or like mind-opening thing for me was one thing somebody said about Instagram was you can literally go to Kim Kardashian's Instagram yeah. and follow the exact same people that she's following. And if you did that, your feed would literally look what like what Kim K's feed is on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Have you ever thought about that? Isn't that crazy to think about? Like say she's following 300 people. Yeah. And you have zero follow. You're following zero people. You yeah. follow the same 300. Whatever you're scrolling through, that's the exact thing that she sees on a daily basis. 
Oh, but why would you want to see what Kim I don't K know. wants I'm to just see? Saying, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying the first time somebody told me that, yeah. I was like, that is That's really true. crazy because yeah. it, it puts you as close as possible to like in the mind of like, Oh, what she's consuming. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so that's what I think is really interesting about social medias in general, right? You can see like all of these background things going on. Yeah. And just you can emulate, you know, it's it's if she could do it. I mean, obviously, she has a lot more name power and stuff, but yeah. it's like it's possible, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like the biggest thing. So it, it's really cool, you know, to see you doing your thing and just getting all these opportunities Aww, and deals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you're still kind of like low key with it, too, which is awesome. You're yeah, only gonna I, keep ca- I kind of am, you know, I don't. I definitely don't take it as serious as some other people, mm-hmm. but um, I'm still having fun with it. So you're never going to sign to like any agency or anything like that kind of thing? Um, I'm not like, I'm open to it, mm. but I'm not like going to say yes right away. Mm, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. I think mm-hmm. you could probably make more money. That's why if you know how to monetize and be your own manager, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, f- essentially what the agencies and stuff are for, are like if you're not able to get your own opportunities, right? Right. Yeah. Which... Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, would you, if you, for like the modeling scene, it's more like if you want to be in like editorials or like commercials and stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, maybe I could see you in commercials and stuff. Oh, really? Have you ever done <laughs> Thank any? Thank you. Um, yeah, I did a commercial for the Food of Go-Go thing. It was on TV. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was part of that. Yeah. You did that oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, um, Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, told we you. walked through um, international marketplaces. Who else was there um, that day? Chanel? Chanel, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Chanel, one of my good friends. Oh, that's your good she friend too? She used to be like a huge influencer in LA. I don't and know. Why then, did she stop? I wanted to get her on here because I, I feel like she has a lot of stories to tell oh too. Oh my God. <laughs> if you want like just, yeah, a really crazy life story and um, something, someone like coming from the like the bottom and then like coming back out on top like you should definitely have Chanel okay, back cool. on that's good to yeah know. she I did a, like some podcasts about her her story and what like happened in LA and then uh, okay. how she came back to Hawaii you know she's uh, super okay. open about that yeah. but I'll let if you want I'll, seems really she'll, nice. she'll let she'll tell her whole story okay cool yeah, yeah. okay good to know yeah, yeah so that was you know that's a good friend of yours too that's why yeah we've yeah. known each other since high school Oh, too. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. You have like a lot of experience. Well, like maybe you just lucked out into it or something, but the people like uh, around you also have just all of these like experiences they can share with you about social media from like different perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Chanel has definitely given me some tips on how to like contact companies. And, Amanda like, and yeah. stuff show you the YouTube side. Yeah. Um, Chanel, know, yeah, the YouTube side. And then like Chanel knows like people in LA, DJs in LA, like festivals we could go to. So that's ah. really cool. Just having like these perks that, you know, you when you create relationships with people, yeah like because you never know yeah you never know and that's why it's important to create these like relationships and stuff because you're doing it because you want to like you know create real bonds and stuff it's not like business opportunities coming in mind or whatever it's like if it happens it happens that's cool but i i look at it as like i want to be people's friends like anybody who comes on to high connect on the roster and stuff it's people that i actually think like i can have conversations like this with you know and i would actually respect as a person more as like oh, we can make money off of you kind of thing. Like, I've never seen it as like that. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, not at piggy all. bank. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Yeah, I definitely yeah, like I look at everyone. I didn't think that, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. But some people would think that, you know, like, that's why I, I made High Connect. Uh, we're calling, it's called High Connect Studios because I didn't want to be called like High Connect Agency or anything or like, Agency, I feel like, has a gross aspect to it, you yeah. know, where it's like people that are hungry for money and stuff. Yeah. And the studios is we wanted to like create like a studio, but COVID happened where, you know, people can come and like learn how to create content and like bond together and stuff. And so that's my ultimate goal. Um, and that's why, like, I, when people call us an agency, I'm like, oh, no, we're not an agency. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't good. like thinking yeah. of it like that. We're a studio. <laughs> yeah. We're, a- <laughs> we're, we're just, uh, we're, which term should I use? That's a good point. What is a good term to use? I feel like it's just... Because when I was talking with Ron, actually, he's like, yeah, I think like you guys are an agency. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, I don't, I, I do the word influencer f- just for me personally. I don't, I don't, whatever anyone else thinks it's, I feel like it's a little narcissistic. I don't use influencer. Yeah. In all I, of our content contracts, cre- content creator. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Me too. See? Content creator. Oh, we're best friends yeah. now. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the same mindset that I have because, yeah, I, I always thought the same thing. Like, oh, you're an influencer for a living. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be an influencer it's for a living. It's just like the, the word is just so like it's just it pigeonholes you into something. Like you're just like influencing. Like, yeah, it's like just, you're like, forcing weird. people. Yeah. You know, influence is usually like you're forcing people to buy something or you're forcing people to believe yeah. the same thing that you it believe. sounds like snake oil salesman yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you know. But when it's content creator, it's like I'm just literally that's what I do. I create content, yeah. you know, and I, I'm a creator, which is somebody that's like artistic and, you know, like 
wants to like you know make something beautiful out mm-hmm. of like all of the stuff that we can do yeah and yeah. then just uh, the, the thing too about like reaching other people and then creating bonds with other people too so what else is social media for if not for mm. that as well yeah meeting people I, i've met so many people not only hawaii but also you know taylor that nfl cheerleader right and those models from la like if i go to la i'll have like all these connects as well so you still keep open relationships with them and stuff oh now. yeah oh, uh-huh. nice. the one girl in la who was on our trip in costa rica her name is liberty and she was on america's next top model Whoa. yeah and she does like all this print stuff and it's so cool to see her growing too every day oh wow yeah. mm-hmm. that's really interesting so wow yeah so i mean that's the beautiful thing like you did say that's a that's like one of the best well put things i've ever heard about social media to be honest you know like it is just a place where people originally were supposed to come to connect and like socialize how could i've ever met any of these people if not for my instagram and i think it's so cool that is yeah yeah, that is really yeah it's so i've never would have met you yeah that's a good point too yeah and so it does bring people together and that's why it the biggest thing for me like especially for hawaii is there's a lot of different types of creators all over the place. There's TikTok guys that I've never heard of. There's Twitch people that I've never heard of. I mean, you didn't know who Brian was. He has like 300,000 on Twitch. You know, it's oh, like, really? oh, oh, he's my super God. big. Yeah, this is what I mean, though. There's oh, like these really mo- massive I'm creators. Okay. But it's like, for whatever reason, we don't know who they are. So that's mm-hmm. why I really wanted to just create like a network. I, maybe that's the best way to put High Connects is just a network, you know, yeah. Hawaii's influencer network. I think that's what we're branded as. We I should have a, um, a get together. Oh, we somewhere. wanted to eventually. Yeah. Yeah, so at this the is row. All, Cause oh, you know okay. we're outdoor bar. Our <laughs> our we have no. Um, I think starting November thirteen, we don't have a capacity on how many is in a party mm. anymore. It was twenty five, but since we're an outdoor bar, oh, we are okay, okay. also we could mingle. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's definitely something we wanted to do. And honestly, like, mm-hmm. that's why we want the studio. Like, it, it's a lofty goal because it is expensive to have like overhead and like you know a physical property in Hawaii, yes. but. We yep, do want to yep. get like, you know, like a, either a big warehouse or some kind of big studio where we have all of these different things. And we do want to have like a lot of events over there where mm-hmm. it's like connecting events where different creators can come and meet each other, hopefully collab and, you know, learn something. So that's yeah. what we're hoping for down the future. Like literally, that's my passion and what I want the most out of this. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of things in the background. To kind make money. of like how those influence. Uh, content creators are doing in california or la where they have these houses yeah. where they like all meet up and like kind of brainstorm and shoot stuff there i feel like those creator houses are pretty like a gross thing too because oh, most, yeah, well, most of them okay. are like kind of like a little bit like it's a little, narcissistic yeah there's a little like uh weird stuff going on there yeah. but it, it's just it's a house right, right, right as right. long but as this is thing. a warehouse and we don't all live there together no, yeah, and spend yeah, yeah, too yeah, much yeah. time yeah. no yeah we wanted to create like an actual nice looking studio like yeah. i like to think of it as like a gym like you know how you go to a gym where there's equipment and stuff that you can't put in your house oh, or like yeah. yeah or there's trainers and stuff there where you, they can help you with your fitness goals mm-hmm. it would be the same thing we'd have like trainers to help you with like your social media goals how to edit better how to like oh that do all is of this. so cool yeah so that's what my hope is for that okay um, i love that yeah so you know it's good that you brought that up i love that, that analogy is, with the gym I, yeah it's the, the best way to put equipment. that to people. yeah yeah because yeah, you're a gym goer too right yeah um yes i used to and then now i have a home gym Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I work out at home. There's I a, love okay, it. so there's another girl. <laughs> Shout out to this girl, uh, Julie Chong. Have you ever heard of Julie? No. No. Okay, so Julie is a uh, she. She's a. Uh, I guess she has an Instagram here, but she's not an Instagrammer. I would say she's on Twitch. But what she oh, does cool. is she does like uh, fitness content, and she works out at home, and she just yeah. streams, streams herself, herself working, working out. out, and she gets a good amount of views off of that. That's what my boyfriend told me to do. <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, but. I work out like in very minimal clothing, which I guess people I probably would like. That makes more views. <laughs> you know, Why am I, yeah, I saying that? Um, and then I do the same workouts every day. So I, I, I don't change it up. People are just going to get bored. Oh, Maybe. look at her doing her five sets of deadlifts again. Like That's impressive yeah. though. You know, like I, I, for whatever reason, that's why I wanted to try to get Julie in studio, but she works at nine to five. So it's hard like throughout oh, the week. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to her about it because she that's what she does, like that same kind of content. And yeah. I'm sure she has like a routine, like maybe it's like upper body, lower body, and they keep trading off or whatever. Yeah. But still like she gets a good amount of viewers on there, like a couple hundred. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm just like, again, another impressive okay. person on Twitch. That I'm already getting ideas from this, this yeah. like talking to you in this podcast. And this is exactly why we want yeah. the studio because imagine like it just meeting these other people, mm-hmm. you know, and they having it firsthand, hearing these kinds of things. Like, yeah, it makes it makes people inspired to do more. It makes people want to work harder, and yeah. it helps grow Hawaii's social media community a lot more. Yeah, because yeah. It, it feels like you have to go to LA to collab, or you have to go to New York. We have so many people here. We can collab here, you know? We live on this beautiful island Mm -hmm. that year-round is like, the weather is amazing. Yeah, I think Hawaii 
is my home and I, I could never live anywhere else. And I don't think like, yeah, we need to go anywhere else. To, we don't like, need to. Have people want to watch us, you know? People come here yeah, to people, make content. Yeah, exactly. We live here every day, you yeah. know? So that's my hope and dream with it. Um, but we're, you know, we're still a little bit away from that. And I mean, the last thing that I kind of want to talk to you about is just like this whole COVID situation, because mm-hmm. now that I know that, you know, you're working in like the restaurant scene and stuff, you guys probably got seen it firsthand how mm-hmm. ridiculous it's, and like crazy it's been, right? Yeah, um, so many friends have lost businesses and also like my, my had, having to help my family with their business and filling out the grants and the SBA loans and my boyfriend also who owns a local business here in Hawaii. Um, it was a tough time last year for so many people. Right. You know, um, the focus on physical health, I think, was like pushed to the forefront, but then mental health was oh, pushed yeah, back. You know, I one. think mental health is more important than physical health and like not being able to socialize and literally your your work you not getting money and then right. like telling you not to go to work right and that was really hard on a lot of people i've heard from like the bar scene you know like people yeah. like like oh at least people are not drinking as much drinking was like at an all-time high uh, right during right. covid and it's because everybody was getting drunk at home when they would normally be getting drunk at a bar and yeah because of that i've actually heard you know there were spikes in like domestic abuse and domestic violence and all of this yeah. stuff because they were getting drunk at home when they would be normally getting drunk at a bar and when you're in an outdoor setting you're a little bit more like safer with your drinking because mm-hmm. you know you gotta like maintain some composure but mm-hmm. you're in at home you can just go all out so exactly. that was where the issue was and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know hearing that you're working at like the restaurant and stuff it must have been crazy to see like you know people not being able to go and then you're you don't know am i working this week or am i getting part-time shifts now like everything's changing every yeah. single week yeah yeah and so you know i give credit to your partners and stuff that work at that place and like own it because it must have been like a ridiculous experience yeah um gavin who nocturna it was closed down due to covid and then oh that's why they closed down yeah uh, yeah mostly due to that Mm -hmm. and then him and his partner um brand who is also my one of my managers they took a chance and bought this outdoor bar from tomorrow's and then it just grew from there which is um, one of the good stories that came out of, you know, COVID. Oh, that's true. And I know like a lot of last year, for me, COVID was a- awakening. And then it, w- it was like the pretty much like the best year of my life, you know, and life just keeps getting better for me. So I'm just super thankful. But for a lot of people, they lost their jobs. They yeah. lost their family, like having to take care of their kids at home when yeah. their kids could have been socializing, like the detrimental um, effects for the next generation, uh, having to, to stay at home and wear all these masks. I, I can't fathom like how we're going to like come back. From it's going to be really, really bad. And the thing yeah. is to like, because dude I get really sad I'm like getting a little teary about it now because when I think about it it's like when we're outdoors with my son and stuff and we're wearing masks I'm like does this look scary for him or like you know this is what he sees my face as when I'm wearing a mask outside yeah Yeah, and I'm like this is not normal you know no it's not yeah so what does he think when like half my face is gone and then it comes back and you know like oh my god yeah Yeah. that kind of psychological stuff right Right. you know psychologically what is it going to do to the the children of the COVID era exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and that's going to be a thing like COVID era kids because I think too where there's some kids that are a little bit like I don't know what the word would be, but they're just like, they get scared easily, right? So mm-hmm. when they hear about like these pandemics, some of them took it very seriously. Like, oh, no, you have to wear your mask or we're going to die. That was their thought process, you know? Like all of this like mental like stress and weight, especially for kids, it just kind of hurts me. So I'm like, yeah. School dang. is an escape for some kids too. You know, being at home, like if you had like siblings living in a small little apartment, school was like a safe haven or like somewhere they could express themselves mm-hmm. and um, hang out with their friends. But having to stay at home all the time must have been... It definitely created depression in a lot of people. Yeah. And not only that, it's like, especially because, you know, it is uh, very expensive to live here and stuff. What Mm -hmm. people like forget is that school actually provided kids with lunch, like food and breakfast. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you're taking away two meals from families that could not afford to give kids those two meals before. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I, I grew up my whole life eating free lunch and Same. breakfast. I was, yeah, I was it free was, lunch kid too. Oh my God. It was yeah. so awesome. Like, oh my God, I get to eat this and this. Every, like, it was, like, I can't imagine parents having to now be just uh, the parent, but also the principal, the teacher, and the, the lunch lady yeah. or lunch 
the ca- the cafeteria oh, as dang. well. Yeah, you grew up like really similar to me then. So you're yeah. from like a low income family too then. Uh-huh. So that, Section eight, everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm so just so proud of, of my parents, like being business owners and it, now. It just makes you really like humble too, right? Like I feel like when you don't have a lot, when you do have stuff in the future, it makes you like very thankful. You yeah, know? I'm so frugal. I don't buy handbags more than like twenty dollars. I can't imagine. Like I have <laughs> this is my down to earth tote that I got for free. You know, <laughs> right? Like, no, I'm not I like that. Buy like expensive like stuff. Like the YSL sure. or whatever. Oh no, that's not for me. Yeah, See, yeah. But I will like you know. Um, like treat myself to stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that like I will buy gym equipment that's more expensive or like invest in my home gym. Just right. like stuff for like what I, I value. But that's like personal growth stuff. So yeah, I feel yeah. like that's worth it. Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. It's not material <laughs> possessions. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like way better because yeah. you're trying to like, you know, personal growth, like I said, it's not material. It's not like you're trying to flaunt or whatever. It's just yeah. something that's, you know, for yourself, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Um, but that's really good to hear. Again, something that I never would have known, you know, unless we're talking about yeah. it. So <laughs> this is really like just enlightening experience and stuff. And I had a lot of fun talking with you. Oh, you know? thank you, yeah. Bryson. Me so, too. So thank you so much for coming on, Elle. So I'm guessing the only uh, social media, you know, that you're doing right now is for people to follow you on Instagram. Pretty much just Instagram. And I, yeah, I've had so many people like, you need to expand to different platforms. Why aren't you on TikTok? Why aren't you on YouTube? <laughs> and I'm sure you're telling me this too. But I mean, eventually, you know, if I have ideas, for I'll, sure. I'll get on. Yeah. But for now, you guys can go ahead and give her a follow on Instagram at yes. LDang, I believe. That's it. Yeah. One word L and then underscore Dang. Uh, yeah. First L name, underscore. last name. Who, who took L Dang without the underscore? I don't know. Is there L Dang out there? Why did you put the underscore? Do, do, you should have just took the Because regular. I don't know. It would have looked weird. Oh. Like people might have read it weird. El you know? Yeah, Ella Dang or something. <laughs> people also think my name is Ellie when they read it. Yeah, but it's Dyslexia L. at its finest, right? Or yeah, something. It's yeah, it's L. <laughs> it's L. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, L. It was really awesome talking to you. And we definitely got to get you back in again because I feel like there's so much more stories you're going to have <laughs> in the future. You're just taking off on social media and yes. you're killing it. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, so congratulations Thanks, with all your success. And uh, for everybody listening, we will be back with another episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Until the, until then, though, everybody take a, stay safe and uh, aloha. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.